Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to DDP Today News. I'm your host, Kat Dupre, and I'm so excited to be discussing sharing, uh, Disney news with you. Today is a special edition of DDP Today News because we are discussing all things parks, resorts, and experiences from the D23 Expo this past weekend. And tonight, I am joined by a very special guest, DDP Today's very own Aussie Dave. Dave, how are you? I am excellent. I am wonderful. Um, uh, that's not true. I'm a little exhausted and a little burnt out. I have just come from uh, four days uh, on the other side of the country. Uh, I was hosting and DJing a Comic-Con in uh, Portland, Oregon. And uh, this morning at about, hold on while I do the math, at about 2 a.m. Florida time, I got on a plane and red-eyed back to Florida. Um, and so I look a little disheveled, actually, looking at myself in Zoom. I don't think you've ever seen me like this, and I'm really glad that we're not video recording this because I've got a five-day growth and my hair is sticking up on end, and it's kind of a little crazy. But um, but, we're, but we're do, we do what we need to do, and then tomorrow I am back into the mix uh, in Walt Disney World um, as a tour guide, which is exciting. Well, I know you are really tired, so we're going to try not to keep this too long today. Um, although Justin told me I'm, that I need to make this a two-hour oh. show. <laughs> Excellent. Of course he did. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. Um, but here's the thing is um, when we started doing DDP Today News, um Oftentimes, uh, it's an opportunity to look at opinions on things. I know that you you and Justin will get into how's this going to work and do we like this and things like that. And I've always kind of wanted to put my hand up and step away because uh, being a cast member um, that works for Disney, I don't often like giving my opinion on things. Um, but I am so excited for this particular uh, episode. It's been a big couple of days for the Disney company. And I was like, you know what? I I, if we're going to talk D23, I want to be in this episode and I want to uh, I want to come in and we may not necessarily get uh, too many uh, opinions on things, but I'm excited to um, put it out there and say, OK, but what does this mean moving forward? D23 is this beautiful opportunity for us to uh, find out about the trajectory of the Disney company and where they plan on going and Oftentimes where we're given hints, we're given clues, we start to see things and we look back on stuff that happened at D23 10 years ago and we go, oh, light bulb moment. So uh, so that's why I'm very excited for this episode yeah, as well. I'm so excited to join you or for you to join me. Sorry about that. Um, you know, I 
I would love, I love hearing all the um, secrets that cast members sometimes are able to give, uh, like on TikTok, but uh, most of the time when they do it, they say, I do not speak for the brand or the company. So just reiterating what Dave said today, whatever he says, yes. he is not speaking for, for the Disney company at all. So, you know. No, no, that is never my that is never my intention in this format uh, to speak on behalf. Uh, I, I I do occasionally give opinions on things, and they are my own, uh, and definitely not a representation of the company I work for. So thank you for no that. problem. Um, so how about let's just jump in with the recap of the Disney parks, resorts, and experiences. Um, actually. Let me backtrack a little bit. Um, there was lots of news with D23. It's a three-day expo. They had they had many panels going on. Um, and I do want to say that we are so excited about all the movies that are coming out. I usually do have something about the about the um, Disney media when we do DDP Today News, but today we're not going to. Um, I encourage everybody okay. to go um, look for a recap. Um, there are many different resources out there. Um, I can even post some some of the stuff that I saw. Um, but there's there is some really exciting uh, expansions of brands and um, and new original concepts, which I'm always screaming about that we need. Like I get a little bit <laughs> about some sequels sometimes. So as I know many people do, so uh, I'm excited for some new offerings, some uh, exciting um, uh, and there are even a couple of sequels there. Uh, the big one, obviously that everyone's talking about is Inside Out 2. Um, and knowing that it's uh, Justin, one of Justin's favorite Pixar movies, I think we're, we've got to be excited for some of those because, I mean, Inside Out is way up there on my list of favorite Pixar movies in general as well. So, um, But, yeah, so we did have um, a bunch of different uh, presentations, uh, not just the movies. Did you get a chance to hear anything about the Disney Legends? Um, I know that Josh Gad was inducted, and I... He was. Uh, so <laughs> I heard his speech no, and I, please. and I, um, I are part of his speech where he said to the Disney cast member, who said, um, I wasn't good enough to be a jungle cruise, uh, skipper. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so it was actually, uh, so they had some Imagineers that were, uh, inducted into the, uh, group of Disney legends. Um, and then there were two main focuses this year. There was, uh, Frozen. So it was Adina Menzel, Kristen Bell, uh, Josh Gad and Jonathan Groff. Also Jonathan Groff's speech is hilarious. Go and look that one up as well. Both of them. I mean, they all did an amazing job. Uh, and then the other one was, uh, Grey's Anatomy. So we had directors, um, because that's been a long-running show for ABC, uh, Patrick Dempsey and Ellen, uh, whatever her name is. Thanks. Uh, yes, uh, the the lead of uh, as Meredith Grey um, and, of course, McDreamy, um, both uh, inducted uh, as Disney legends moving forward as well. So um, so we've, we had some really great presentations. But, yes, as you said, the big one that we're here to talk about was a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour presentation that – basically outlined where our Disney parks, resorts, and experiences are headed uh, over the next few years. Uh, so let's yes. jump in. So um, we are just going to talk about um, the United States parks. They did have some announcements for um, those in Japan, uh, the parks in Japan and China, Hong Kong, and Disneyland Paris. We're just going to focus on um, stateside for now. Once again, 
feel free, go look up. There are some very good resources out there to find out what's coming for those who are um, lucky enough to, to be able to travel abroad and visit those parks. Um, so we're gonna start with the opening. I want to set a picture for you guys. Sophia and Amelia are asleep napping. My husband, Eric and I turn on the D23 Live and we hear Jordan Fisher singing the, the beginning of Happily Ever After. And we're just like, I knew Jordan Fisher was there. I, I saw the recaps from that they posted on Disney Plus. But my, my husband, Eric was like sitting on the edge of his seat, just ready. They're announcing Happily Ever After is coming back. They're announcing it's coming back, it's coming back. And I was like, you need to chill. Like, like <laughs> we don't know anything. We can't speculate right now. And so after, after the performance of Happily Ever After, I mean, we're both like bouncing on our seat, like waiting, hoping Josh tomorrow when he comes out announces and Happily After is coming back this year or not this year, next year in 2023. Um, I know I could hear the screams from D23 and my neighbors who are Disney fans, my director texted me and she was like, did you see Happily Ever's coming back? Like everyone is so excited about this. Indeed they are. And I mean, for the for you and I to be discussing this, we have talked at length about how much you and I both personally enjoy this show, the uh, significance of it to each of us, uh, the music that was used and our passion for that. Um, I don't think anybody is going to fight me on the statement that of the Happily Ever After versus what we currently have. Happily Ever After is probably the superior show. Uh, and so it is wonderful to uh, to be welcoming that back uh, into the fold at the Magic Kingdom. I just remember discussing with uh, a couple of my friends who are also big Disney fans um, when they announced there was going to be a new show for the 50th. And we were like, oh, okay. Uh, and then they were like, 50th is going to last for 18 months. And then they were like, happily ever after is going away after this, after the 50th anniversary, there's going to be a new show. And like, everybody was just like, okay. I'm pretty sure I said that as well. Okay, because and from what I can remember, I feel like that was if it wasn't stated outright, it was at least implied yeah. that that was how it was going to go down. And up until um, ten thirty a.m. on uh, West Coast time on Saturday, I would have sworn up and down that that was how it was going to go down because that had been uh, what was implied. But I think the fallout from taking happily ever after away. Um, is one of those things that might live in the infamy of Disney as the guest feedback changing their plan. That would make sense. I didn't even think about the, the yeah, feedback. It, it, yeah. Like we, we, we talk about that the guests are going to communicate what they want. Um, and they did very loudly with regard to that particular subject. And, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, and I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out that, yes, they were already planning what would be the next show and what it was going to look like. And just from the sheer enormity of people shouting, screaming uh, with regard to uh, what replaced Happily Ever After, to for them to be able to say, all right, let's bring it back. Let's give the people what they want. Uh, this has happened previously in history. Uh, we've seen it go down with attractions um, and things like that. But... 
I firmly believe that, yeah, that was probably an influencing aspect of this decision. Yeah. So we, I, we're all excited. I, somebody posted, I think, Very I think Greg Woods uh, posted on the, I don't know if it was the Patreon page or the regular page. And like, I mean, it was immediate, like people were posting yeah, about everybody. it. Yes. So let me set a different uh, picture for you. Okay. Because uh, at approximately 1030 AM, I was on stage in front of a couple of thousand people and I had, um, I was doing a warm up uh, for a panel at uh, the Rose City Comic Con happening in Portland. And so all these people had gathered in a room. Um, it was actually a uh, presentation all about some hobbits. Uh, we had Elijah Wood and Sean Astin uh, in the room. And, uh, and there was a moment where I'm doing this warm-up and I went, oh my goodness, Disney Parks panel is about to start in California. And then I was like, oh, hold on. I should probably focus on what I'm doing right in front of me and keep my ADD in check. Um, and so, um, so then as soon as I got off stage, which was, uh, shortly after the opening of it, I immediately started jumping on, um, the live stream as well. And I had actually missed that performance, but my Twitter feed, um, and my Instagram was blowing up with people losing their mind regarding, uh, happily ever after. And then the next announcement that happened almost immediately after it, as, uh, Josh DeMauro jumped in and started discussing, um, parks and experiences. Uh, he started talking about a meet and greet coming to Disneyland. And that was kind of where I joined the conversation. So perfect leeway. We will come back to Disney world. I promise. But, um, I do want to talk about yes. all the stuff that's coming to Disneyland just because, you know, uh, us over in DDP today, we are mostly Disney World fans. We do have Disneyland fans. I am a Disneyland fan. Um, I can't wait to go back someday. Um, we're already talking about going back for the next D23. Um, so I just want to talk about the fun things that are coming. We, we should definitely discuss Disneyland. And here's why from a DDP Today point of view. And that is that if you listened to... Justin, uh, which I know some people tune him out, so I'll repeat it in an accent which pe makes people pay attention. Uh, if you've listened to Justin, you would uh, you would hear that he's kind of hinted at what he's hoping to make happen for the next DDP Today trip, um, which would be happening sometime in 2023. And it, almost everything that he has implied has skewed towards a West Coast um event, so to speak. Um, so we should definitely take a moment uh, to chat about what we can experience out there uh, in the vain hope that uh, all the cards uh, fall in the right way and that does to come to fruition. Yes. So uh, Josh tomorrow brings out John Favreau. And once again, you bring out John Favreau, you know what's coming pretty much. Um, he is the the brain um, behind the Mandalorian. So, you know, they're kind of like hemming and hawing and then all of a sudden they finally, uh, you hear the Mandalorian mu music and out walks the Mandalorian. And he, he kind of converses with Josh and, and John and we notice like there's like this little cloaky thingy that he, that's hold, that he's holding. And then he removes the cloak and you see Grogu. 
Oh my gosh. I am so excited um, for this. <laughs> <laughs> a meet and greet, a wandering meet and greet with uh, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, uh, uh, aka Grogu, um, happening in Galaxy's Edge is a huge uh, plus for that area. For uh, And here's the thing. Everybody was like, oh, they didn't say anything about Disney World. Just breathe. We all know that they test things out over in California sometimes. It sometimes takes a little bit, but this opens the door and it opens the opportunity. The fact that it exists within that time frame and they have acknowledged it and we're getting uh, that happening in Galaxy's Edge uh DLR means that Galaxy's Edge WDW has a lot of potential for uh, opportunities. Yes, I am. I'm so excited because that was the, that was something that I thought too. I was like, why are they just bringing it to Disneyland and not Disney World? But we know everything happens, or it, not everything, <laughs> but a lot of things like these walk around characters will head their way to Disney World. Well, and particularly you need to look at it from a, and okay, so this is why I wanted to be in this episode, uh, because, um, because I love being able to take something that people get upset about. Oh, Disneyland gets everything cool. And I say, all right, but the creative teams that create a lot of this, including John Favreau himself, are based out in California. If they're going to implement it in some place, for, uh, uh, to start off as the first implementation of it, they're going to do it in a place where they can easily access, where they don't have to travel to the other side of the continent uh, on a regular basis. Uh, I look at something like um, Pandora, the world of Avatar, where um, uh, um, the Imagineering team um, and the production teams and uh, directors, producers, all of these people, uh, the heads of Imagineering with regard to that project, basically lived in Florida for three to four months in the lead up to it. All right, where there was so much going on. Um, they, we had them flying back and forth and checking in and out of resorts. It just makes sense that from a from an implementation point of view, this is where they're going to do it first for something big like that. But as I said, it opens up opportunities moving forward. So um, don't let that get you down. Don't let that stress you out. However, there is something coming to California that we're not going to get in Disneyland in Disney World anytime yes. soon. So after uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu walked out, uh, they talked about um, how. There was the expansion of the Avengers campus. They they threw a little um, a little wink wink nod uh, to the when Spider Man glitched and hit a wall and said, um, you know, we hope that our next uh, our next uh, character doesn't do that. And out walks the Hulk, uh, and it's the Hulk from Endgame, correct? And Correct. so it's like where um, it's the Hulk where he's not necessarily talking like Hulk mad. He's doing he he does form coherent sentences. Um, right. It's the combination of Banner meets Hulk where um, by the time we got to Endgame, uh, his character had managed to um, harness both aspects. Um, and we got a scientific doctor element added into the the Hulk framework. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, which is a really cool 
meet and greet opportunity. What? I mean, I, I'm an I'm an Avengers fan. <laughs> I've got a shirt on right now with Captain America and um, Iron Man and Hulk and Thor all printed all over it. Um, I was like, oh, I really want to meet well, him. So then, like, I mean, you know, you think of the Hulk, you know, he's big, you know, he's bulky. I was like kind of thinking more like a Wreck-It Ralph thing, but then he stood next to Josh Tomorrow and Kevin Feige. Feige? Feige. And Feige. I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is huge. It is giant. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Josh isn't the biggest of guys to be standing next to him. He's kind of a thin frame guy, um, but he's also not tiny, tiny either. He and I are probably a similar build, but, um, but yeah, it's big. Yeah. It's real big. And I mean, we've seen uh, Groot meet and greets where, um, which is a really cool aspect, um, uh, which gives you that depth perception of a gigantic character standing next to you. Um, we've seen it done at other parks. If you've ever uh, been to Universal and met like a Transformer, mm. we know yeah. these things can be done. But yeah, the Hulk is yeah. huge. He's a big guy. So very exciting. Uh, I want to say something, and this can be edited out, Dustin, if you do not like this or if there's too much speculation. Um, so the Hulk is going to meet start meeting next week, but there seemed to be like some glitching with, um, with his, re I don't know if it was a presentation glitching or um, it just seemed like his response times were off or something, something was happening. So hopefully they can fix that. Like I said, it is um, the Hulk is coming next week uh, and he's only here temporarily, which makes me wonder why is he only here temporarily? I mean, he's got to go off and save the planet at some point. Oh, there's sure to be another uh, issue that he needs uh, to assist with solving. But um, <laughs> yes, we, we've been, we've been. It was said that it wouldn't be a permanent um, a permanent installment, is how they refer to them. Um, and I mean. That's usually the case when they're trying something new because sometimes they need to figure out where it works best. Um, think about. Um, uh, who am I thinking of? Oh, Encanto recently uh, made an appearance out in California. She was only there for about three months. Usually that's an opportunity for them to test the water, see what reactions are, see how many people want to do a meet and greet with that particular character, figure out how best to do it. And now we're seeing um, her start to make an appearance uh, in Disney World through cavalcades. Um, and uh, and who knows where that will lead moving forward. That makes sense. Okay. See, this is why, this is yeah. why you're here you can explain these things i mean me. i'm here for some yes. balance to, yeah <laughs> um so they also made an announcement that they are bringing um the marvel multiverse to avengers campus so this includes a new ride um so here um here's what i gathered from it so we're going to battle alongside different versions of different avengers um so i saw like two different peter parkers or spider-mans um and then we're also going to have different versions of villains and we're going to defeat king thanos who is a different version of thanos a, a thanos who won the artwork the artwork for King Thanos was amazing, yes. very cool, awe-inspiring, uh, very exciting. Um, here's the thing. When we go to a D23 and we're tuned into a parks panel, there are some announcements that hit you out of left field that you don't see coming, like an opportunity to meet Grogu. All right? And then there are others that you go, oh, they're definitely announcing something with regard to this. 
we knew this ride was coming. The building actually is already over in California. Um, there's been thousands of guests every day staring at it going, ah, oh, I wonder what they're doing there. We know, we know where it's going. We know what it, that there was going to be something uh, going in there. The fact that the construction is already happening means that we that they're already far enough along in the process for them to probably be able to talk about it. So the day before, somebody was like, oh, they're going to announce the new ride in, um, in Avengers Campus at uh, Disneyland Resort. And everybody went, yeah, duh. <laughs> so we knew something was coming, but the details on it is uh, what makes this announcement yes. really exciting. Um, a great storyline, again, uh, which we've seen the, uh, the Marvel team bringing storylines within their rides into... Uh, into the parks, just absolutely killing it from um, Mission Breakout and Spider-Man to um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, this is a really ex exciting storyline again, and I'm really looking forward to it uh, making an appearance in yes, a park. I'm, um, I'm excited for this. It sounds really cool. I loved, okay, so I've only, want the only multiverse movie of the Avengers I've watched so far is Spider-Man, No Way Home. Don't kill me, people. Uh, don't judge me. I have two young kids. <laughs> but I absolutely loved that movie. I loved having that multiverse. Um, so I think this will be so cool. I will catch up. I promise. I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of catch up going on there, okay? I, do you realize what you've signed up for? And now we're already into the next phase. <laughs> like, you, you need to get on this, I know, okay? I know. <laughs> We'll get there. I promise. My husband is caught up pretty all right, much. All right. um, there's there's a few things he still needs. He's watched all the movies. Um, okay. Got, catching up on the shows, but that's okay. Uh <laughs> but here's the thing. We we heard about this exciting new attraction. Um, we got some details on it, but there's a lot more happening in Disney's California Adventure over the next uh, couple yes. of years. What else did um, they so announce? I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Um, so they are reimagining <laughs> Pacific Wharf into San Francisco from Big Hero 6. Um, so Pacific Wharf to me, I didn't really, when I went to Disneyland um, in 2019, we didn't spend a lot of time in Pacific Wharf. I remember there was like a restaurant we could go to. Um, I think there was like maybe a shop, uh, and, but we pretty much just bypassed it to get to car, to get the back way to Cars Land. Um, and so okay. um, I'm really excited about this. They're going to have a Baymax meet and greet. They're going to have some some other shopping. Um, Which we've had for ages, so it's not that I cool. Know, um, but like, <laughs> see, some things, sometimes things go back yes. and forth between the different yeah, parts. Um, I'm just really excited. They um, put up the, the, I don't know what they called it in Big Hero 6, but basically the Golden Gate Bridge of Big Hero 6. Um, so I'm right. really excited because yep. I kind of, I almost feel like that, kind of takes it takes it California adventure back to their roots when it was when they like really focused on California um and yeah. so it's kind of cool that they're going to bring the the Golden Gate Bridge back sort of sort of <laughs> yeah so to speak um I think this is a really good use of a space where we've seen Disney's California Adventure theming changing uh progressively over the last 10 to even nearly 15 years and there's been this intentional movement away from Disney's California Adventure so much so that 
in much the same way as Disney's Hollywood Studios, its name doesn't necessarily represent what it is anymore. Um, so, um, but there's always, and we've seen um, the Pixar Pier uh, replace Paradise Pier, um, and then there was this Pacific Wharf. And so this is a great opportunity to use pre-existing design elements, uh, which already have that West Coast vibe, uh, couple it with a piece of intellectual property from Big Hero 6 and be able to redesign, overhaul um, and bring it all back. I'm just really hoping we keep the clam chowder uh, in the bread bowls because that thing was amazing when I was out there years ago. Uh, it's been a few years since I've had a chance to visit. So I'm hoping we keep some things like that. Yeah. I, I'm sure they will. They they usually do keep their food options if it's a if it's a popular one. But yeah, so super exciting. Um, you talked about the Paradise Pier Hotel um, that's changing to Pixar Place Hotel. Um, yeah. And I I want to talk about one more thing. Sorry, Dave, I forgot to write this on in our notes. Um, they did talk about the expansion of Toontown, or not expansion, but the revamp of Toontown in Disneyland. Um, they so we know they're that they're getting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runaway Railway once again, something we got before they did. Um, Correct. They also talked about um, they they're re they're revamping some of the. It sounded like some of the um, houses or buildings that they had in there. So they're opening up a. Oh, I deleted it. Um, El Capitoon Theater, and that's going okay. to include um, Mickey Mouse throughout the years, which I think is really cool. Um, they're Wonderful. going to uh, Donald Duck's houseboat is there, and they're going going to kind of re change things up a little bit, so it looks like he crashed it into a, um, into somebody else's lake. I think they said it was going to be crashing into Goofy's lake. I might be wrong on that. Sorry, guys. Oh. I like I said, I deleted it from my notes, but I just thought about it, and I I love Toontown when we visit it there, so I can't wait to go back and visit Toontown again. So you know, just just new and exciting things at Toontown. Very cool. Um, some great uh, expansions there. Um, yeah, we already know that um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is an exceptional ride. Um, it's It will be the first... Uh, oh, no. Well, they've obviously got uh, Rise of the Resistance there, so it'll be their second, sorry, uh, using that technology that we see with the... Um, the trackless technology. So, um, and it'll be an exciting addition over there in their Toontown, which, um, let's be honest, probably needed a revamp. I, I love it dearly, but it could also have done with a revamp. So it's exciting to see what they're getting yeah, over there. Awesome. Um, and then just another exciting thing. I know people posted about this. Um, the run Disney races are coming back to Disneyland in 2024. <sighs> now for people who are like 2024, that's so long. Um, like my husband, I was like, well, you have to remember they open up the registration like in June. So like yep. so the the period has already been missed for run disney to come to disneyland in 2023 so 2024 for those who are avid runners who like who like participating in in run disney races that is not me just be on the lookout for for some information this is right <laughs> you know i'm not a runner either but um this is a huge uh step and a huge win uh for disney as a company. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, it's my understanding and I'm happy to be wrong if somebody has more information that, uh, than I do. Um, but it's my understanding that there was kind of this, uh, hostile standoff because, uh, when Disney world wants to do a marathon, 
we can run through 37,000 acres and we've got a gigantic space to put a marathon and you can run up and down World Drive and all the way out to Animal Kingdom and back again. And um, we've got the space to be able to operate it. Whereas when they do a Disneyland marathon, um, about a tenth of it actually happens on Disney property um, because uh, there's so, so such limited space there. Um, and as a result, uh, it takes... Um, a huge chunk of uh, Anaheim as well uh, in order to conduct it. And so it leads to huge amounts of workforce elements uh, from police and the local council uh, to make it happen. Um, it's a behemoth of an effort to um, make a Disneyland marathon happen. And there'd been a little bit of a standoff where um, as we were coming back from COVID, we knew they didn't used to be a big fan of it happening anyway. And then they kind of used COVID as a great little, hey, we're not going to let you keep doing this yet kind of thing. And um, it had been a little bit of a, when are we getting Disneyland races back for the love of Pete? Um, and so this is a huge win and a huge step uh, for Disneyland Resort to be able to bring back um, this fan favorite uh, and allow those who uh, who A, enjoy running and B, enjoy Disney to bring those two things together. Um, and then hopefully we'll also get back to some East and West Coast challenge options and fun things yeah, like that. that would that yeah. would be really fun. Yeah. I, you know, once again, this is stuff that I don't think about because I mean, I guess I know, I understand a marathon is 26.2 miles or a half marathon is 13.1 miles, but I don't. Oh, I just think of it as 43 yeah. kilometers. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Take your, <laughs> take your metric system. Metric. <laughs> uh, I, I, I learned that in high school and then it kind of just went, whoo. It never, it never came in handy. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so it is a big, um, so that's why, that, and that's what I wanted to be here for is to spark some conversation and to think about these things from an operation point of yeah. view as well. So very cool. Awesome. All right. I think we crossed off most of Disneyland yeah. Resort. There's a couple of things we'll touch on a little bit later again, but uh, then after announcement after announcement after announcement, Josh Damara finally jumped to the East Coast and said, hey, we've there's a whole other park and resort yes. happening out there. Let's let's take a look at some of the things okay, coming there. So this one I am I'm sad about, kind of. Well yes, I am sad about, but I have been proven wrong before. So Epcot in in late 2023 is getting a new nighttime show that is going to be celebrating Walt Disney's 100, um, Walt, the Walt Disney Company's 100 years. Um, they are celebrating their uh, 100th year anniversary, October 16th of 2023, I believe is the date. Um, so yeah. we're getting a new nighttime spectacular. Everybody knows how much I love Harmonious. So this is, this is sad for me, but I have been proven wrong before. I was really sad about Wishes and then Happily Ever After came along and I was blown away. So we'll see about this one. <laughs> here's hoping, here's hoping lightning can strike twice. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, we knew that Enchantment and Harmonious were just for the 50th anniversary. I didn't realize um, that. that was, I thought Harmonious was the like was uh, the new was like the 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 staple. I I thought it was premiering for the 50th, but I thought it was staying. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't know if I just jumped to that conclusion on my own. I could have misunderstood. I'm not sure what was said, yeah. but um, but I thought that it was also on a on a similar timeline. However, I love Harmonious as well. You and I discussed this as well. The the music choices, uh, the IP usage, the representation of uh, the countries of Epcot, um, 
look, here's the thing. We want to do something to celebrate the hundred years of Disney. We're getting happily ever after back. It has to go somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, but here's <laughs> so. my thing. It should go to Hollywood studios. I understand Hollywood studios is not, you know, it's not like necessarily the movie, the movie central it used to be, but why couldn't it go there? <laughs> I'm just because we don't because we don't have space in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Did you ever go to Hollywood Studios fireworks when it was yeah, there? Yeah, I went to the when it was, was like the... Patek. The Star Wars? I did see that one and I saw the other one too, the yeah. movie Magic one. Right. Oh yeah. But I mean, the space to stand and watch that is so tiny. It was utter bedlam. Um I'm giving good points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Epcot gives us this entire World Showcase Lagoon um, with it, where we can stand tens of thousands of people around okay. it and you're still able to get a great fine. view. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Speculation, once again. How, do you think that they're going to use the, the arms and the, 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 the giant thing? Everybody's always like, it's an eyesore in the, during the day. You can, you, um, can please, the, the, you cannot answer. The Stargate and Tacos, as I like <laughs> oh to gosh. refer to them. Um, tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. We may, we may not own Stargate as a brand, but come on, that's exactly what it looks like. And then they just look like giant tacos, and then it makes me want to visit Mexico for tacos. Um, uh, I see them as having been such a huge investment in infrastructure in that location uh, that they are not going that's, anywhere. That's... I don't know. But I, I am happy to be wrong, but that was a huge investment. Those things are massive. They took such a long time to install. And that I think maybe that was part of the reason why I thought Harmonious wasn't going anywhere. It's because, like, I mean, I don't know how much they cost, but it took them months to install them. Like, yeah, so it I just, just, it would take them months to break them down. So they can't just... Yes. They can't just not, I mean, I guess they did just not have a nighttime spectacular between Illuminations and Harmonious, but that's no fun. So once again. Well, we did have that. We had that. What was that other oh, thing? Um, Epcot Forever. Forever. Yes. I do, yes. Yeah. Which always made me laugh because it was called Epcot Forever and we knew that it was a temporary installment. And I was like. Did, did nobody think about the labeling of this? Like it lit, we literally called it Epcot forever for something we knew was going to be there for three months. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, okay. However, that was not the only thing happening. Uh, in we Epcot. also got a, I, I, I know, I know everybody wants me to say it. I'm going to save it for last, not, not last Walt Disney World, oh, okay. last Epcot, but we got a, um, quote unquote date of when journey of water will be done, which is going to also be late 2023 along with the, uh, nighttime show. Okay. And now, yeah. now everybody's anything else <laughs> happening. No, I don't think anything else happened in Epcot. We don't need to talk about it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Derek, nobody cares. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. I'm actually really excited for this um, because, and I somebody uh, in the Facebook group wrote, oh, Dave must be not very happy about this. And I'm like, are you kidding? If it gives somebody something that people are passionate about and it gives them an opportunity to, to, to engage in that passion, um, 100% it's needed. Um, 
and and a character meet and greet is is a great thing um, for to be able to reintroduce new generations to something and to get them engaged with it as well. Uh, we may not necessarily have a dream finder, but we are having a figment of your imagination. Yes. Uh, I <laughs> okay. So I think I've said this before. If not, I'm getting ready to be martyred. Wait, I are you on my team? It, I know you don't hate figment. I don't hate, I do, I do not hate Figment. Figment is, is a great character. I don't understand the obsession. Yeah. And so I do understand the obsession. I understand that it played a big part in people's childhood if they visited during the 80s into the early 90s. I understand that aspect of it. My problem with it is that that is now a very small percentage of our overall demographic. When you consider that people who were born in the year 2001 are now legal adults who are able to vote, um, which upsets me <laughs> greatly every time I have to think about that. Um, like th there's huge chunks of even the adult population that have no emotional connection to the original form, which is what so many people are passionate about. Um, so I, I do love Figment. I enjoy the ride. Um, but I, and so my comment was, uh, that I posted on the Facebook group came with an addendum where I said, I'm hopeful that it sustains, um, the passion. Uh, I'm hopeful that we're, that it, it's able to keep people engaged and continue to be successful. I have every faith that for the first two months, this meet and greet is going to have a line out the door wrapped around a building and people are going to wait. And I get that. My challenge is six months from now, two years from now, what's the wait for figment going to be? And is it going to continue to pay off? So I'm really hopeful that it does. I'm just curious as to how long it will engage and will it bring in a whole new group of people? Yes, I, I can I can agree with this. I mean, I know um, we listen to sometimes um, one of the playlists that Sophia chooses to listen to on the way to or from school is the Disney Parks playlist. And she loves listening to One Little Spark. Um, so I could see her being excited to see Figment, but we go, uh, and we go once or twice a year. So, I mean, we'll, be, we'll probably meet him. Um, one thing I'm excited about is that it sounds like they're getting a new type of, it's going to be a new type of meet and greet at for for figment as in um you know when he met before um it was a giant figment so i kind of wonder are mm. we are we going to get a figment that's like before are we going to get a figment that was um like uh when the dream finder had the the puppet type thing Ooh. or are we going to get like a bb8 type of figment where where we go into you did, they didn't really tell us exactly didn't. how that was going to go down they did, did they? not i i i will i will take that as a oh i didn't even think of that nice yeah. one Kat. yeah so they just yeah, he, very cool just josh tomorrow said this meet and greet is in development the 
I, if, I don't think he said costume, but I feel like he like implied somewhere around that. Um, so, and we have seen some changes to some of our larger, more imposing, uh, character meet and greets. Um, uh, are you aware of the Buzz Lightyear change? Uh, yes. A few months yes. ago, Buzz Lightyear went through a uh, a change where um, he's no longer as big and yes. hulking and um, and armor plated, so to speak. It's a little bit more um, cuddly and inviting, and um, a, a more diminutive version, which has a stylized uh, aspect from uh, the Lightyear movie versus the original Toy Story yes. movie as yes. we know it. Um, so, so yeah, I, there might be something more in that skew yeah. even if it does still continue to be a costumed um meet and greet yes. so to speak um i do i just know that a lot of people just want to be able to hug figment so whether he's um he's in a bb8 type setting or a costumed type setting either either way i'm sure i i know our our ddp family will be running to to go meet him Yes, indeed. There are some people that are first in line that day uh, when we get an opening day on that eventually. All right, moving yes. on. Uh, Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Um, so I was really excited about this because um, once again, I know I've, I think I said this on the Patreon a couple months ago. Um, I am not a huge, I, hold on, let me rephrase that. I love the Haunted Mansion. It's another one of those that I don't understand the obsession. Um, I know Mike was not a fan. Oh, okay. I know Mike was not a fan of me saying that. Um, once again, but I'm also the type of person where like if I, you- I do I do love the Haunted Mansion. Um, it's probably my second favorite attraction in Magic I, Kingdom. I, I, I love it. It's so there's so much history linked to yes. it. There it's it. It's uh, engaging. It's got a fun storyline. It pushes boundaries a little bit, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, and it's it's a traditional yeah. favorite. No, I I I also love it. I'm just not obsessed with it. So like, it's okay. it's one. I love the haunted mansion section of the Boo to You parade. Like I think the hitchhiking ghosts oh, are one yeah, of the best. Like it's great. Uh, yeah, and those grave diggers with yes. shovels that have sparks coming off it. There's some really cool uh, aspects yes. of that parade that are drawn from this attraction. But yes, I will give when, you that. I don't know when people were obsessing over the wallpaper. When people were freaking out that they were that they were getting a um, a gift shop. I was just like, Meh. but okay. I mean, I have a friend who's. Uh, uh, toilet area like the small little um half bath in his house which is just a toilet and a, and a sink um is wallpapered to feel like the bats yeah. on the wall you know yeah like there are people who are very passionate they, about it there are there are people on tiktok where they they have the rooms themed to different aspects of disney but anyway going back to haunted mansion yes. um i was very excited to hear this because i wanted to i wanted to see this when we went out to disneyland uh in 2019 but they were closed for they were getting prepped for um hall, uh, oh my gosh nightmare before christmas um so we did not see the hat box ghost and so the hat box ghost is coming to disney world um so exciting about this uh it is a very cool if it if anybody watched, um, oh my gosh, it was a series on, uh, on Disney plus, And it was about the different like 
favorite attractions. They did one on um, on the Haunted Mansion, and they showed. Yeah, I think it was behind the attraction. Yes, was the that sounds that sounds correct. Yeah. Um, and they showed how the Hatbox Ghost worked, and so I just think it's really exciting. It was something that um, they wanted to originally put into the Haunted Mansion that just they just couldn't with the technology they could not get it to work. And then this guy was like, "Hey, I figured it out," and they were like, "Great, built it, put it, and then put him in into the um, into the into the attraction." So now Hatbox Ghost is coming to Disney World. Which is very cool. All right. So the next announcement that came directly after that, I'm going to be real honest, surprised me a lot. All right. Because this was with regard to Mm -hmm. Tron. And if you had asked me on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. before he took the stage, when I thought Sunday, I I think I've said Saturday earlier as well. It was Sunday. Um, uh, days of the week it's have fine. molded into one another. It's fine. Um, if you had asked me um, that just before that panel start, when I thought Tron would open and we, and I, we were all like, yes, they're going to announce Tron at this presentation. When is it going to be? My answer would have been, we've already seen the vehicles running on the track. We already have the attraction over in Shanghai. We already like, we're already well and truly moving along with it. Um, as a cast member, it's been, uh, there's been people talking about, um, the fact that their friends on TikTok and that, um, their, that their friends are now working over there. So we know cast members are engaged in that area. And that usually puts us somewhere in the vicinity of a two to three month timeline. And so my answer was, uh, open before Thanksgiving. That would have been my answer. And I was ready to put some money on it. Like I was r- doubling down and going, yeah, like it's cosmetic out the front. Like we, the, and we've seen with Guardians of the Galaxy, they announced its opening day 59 days was the opening day for Guardians of the Galaxy. In that time, they did um, previews for cast members, annual pass holders, Golden Oak um, and Club 33. Um, a whole bunch of different groups like that got the opportunity to uh, do their previews. Um, they even had some random previews that were options as well for a couple of other groups. And then um, and then they did a press event and the official opening all in 59 days. So we know that that's a timeline that can happen. And so I was like, cool, we may even get it for the opening of, um, for Veterans Day as a cold, uh, as a soft open, uh, before we go live for Thanksgiving. And then out of nowhere, they're like, spring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that was a huge surprise for me. Were you surprised by that? Uh, I was, it's just, it's been so long, like, and they even made a comment about it. They were like, we know it's been, we've, we've been talking about it for years yep. and years and years. Um, uh, but what does spring mean? That was the thing that we, that um, my husband and I talked about. I feel like spring for Disney is anywhere between February and May. Memorial Day is like the opening to summer. We're not talking about physical or like not physical. I don't, whatever, seasonally. All right, so here's so here is my new point of view on this. Now that we've been told spring, is they want it to open as the first thing to follow the fiftieth, 
which we know is going to end at the end of March. So I said Easter. It's a late Easter this year or next year. It is. So that that was when they said that, that's what my head jumped to. I mean, we haven't had that date confirmed. It's just a spring um, is what they're saying. But now that we have that information, my head jumped to, okay, well, now we're going to move in the direction of um, having it open directly following the end of our 50th anniversary that we're celebrating. No, that makes sense. Well, and and I was also surprised because like when they had a full poster of the Disney execs, I was like, if they can keep, if they can, if they feel they can safely put people on it, sorry, just hit the microphone. (laughs) If they can. So, so I have a couple of other things with regard to this that are going to link into a a conversation somewhere in about, 20 or so minutes. Um, So, and I have one other thing that I think might impact um, Tron. Um, So, so we'll, this is what we know. We can speculate. Um, Obviously there's still some structural uh, stuff to be done at the very front of it there near, um, near Space Mountain uh, with regard to walkways and things like that. Um, And I'm going to, come back and make one more addition to this when we discuss something in about sounds great um maybe even sooner right. so next i want uh, uh, okay <laughs> next i want to talk about um they so the disney wish set out on an, its inaugural cruise in july um i'm so excited we go for ours and um it's three weeks from today right amazing yes. um that's exciting so now that's the wishes set sail um they've announced the sixth ship that's coming to the fleet um it's going to be called the disney treasure um and it says that um with this cruise ship they're going to go places um the disney fleet is going to go places where they've never been before um just a little bit more detail about the disney treasure and then we'll talk about where disney cruise line is going so um this it seems that um aladdin jasmine and uh the carpet are the statue they said the three um three characters and um so that was really cool um they the foyer or what is that called i'm sorry lobby lobby (laughs) You're good. It's the lobby. It's the lobby atrium. The lobby atrium of the ship um, had some, oh, how did they describe it? Um, Middle Eastern and Asian uh, inspiration. Influences. Influences. Yes. Um, So it seems really cool. Um, They did not say this. Eric and I speculated. We think it's going to be the same layout as The Wish. Do you know anything? Um, As... As part of the uh, Triton class, which is the uh, class of ship, um, usually if they're building them in such a fashion like that, they are usually similar in design, okay. yes. Um, they occasionally will change some things. For example, the Wonder and the Magic are nearly identical because um, they were built off the same plan. Um, there is a little bit of difference because Magic was built in two halves, whereas the wonder was built as one. It's a weird little idiosyncrasy of them. Um, But then dream and fantasy are pretty much identical as well. Um, They do have a little bit of an opportunity to be like, oh, we want to change this or we want to do this, Um, but not a great deal because, yeah, it's a a structural engineering team that is building a giant ship from a plan. So, uh, and resubmitting plans and all of that is a big thing. you know Disney Cruise Line is uh, near and dear to my heart. It's where I started with the Disney company. Um, 
and then add into it that um, the uh, something I've discussed um, usually in a cryptic way, um, but the movie Aladdin is uh, very important to my wife's time with the Disney company. Um, like it literally popped on my screen while I was watching the live feed and I lent it down to my phone and I said, hey, Siri, call Melanie. Um, because as soon as I saw that statue on the screen, I was like, oh my goodness. And, um, I called her and she goes, I just saw it as well. Um, we both started freaking out. It's a, a very exciting, uh, announcement. Um, a beautiful name. There were a lot of people online throwing around some words that they thought might be the next, uh, ship. I don't think anybody, I don't think I heard treasure. Uh, and I do love when Disney gets to surprise everybody who thinks they know something. Um, <laughs> cause there's a lot of people that think they know things sometimes. So, um, so that was very exciting. And then just when I thought I couldn't be more excited about something to do with, uh, with Disney Cruise Line, I'm going to take this announcement because I nearly lost my mind. I, um, I was sitting there and, Disney Cruise Line is headed to Australia. Um, so exciting. Australia and New Zealand, some home ports down there. They're exploring new itineraries. Um, they've told us that uh, the trip out of Honolulu, when it repositions down there, um, it's going to be a cruise out of Honolulu for what they call a repositioning, um, which will take it down there. It's also going to stop at some uh, Polynesian islands, which... Um, uh, the island of uh, Samoa and also Fiji. Uh, and I, oh, I went to say that. I'm not 100% certain. I'm, I'm a solid 87.3% certain that the, uh, that the island of Samoa is actually what the island in Moana is set to look like. Uh, is what they drew it to look like with the mountain uh, that rises up that she walks to the top of. Um, and if I am wrong on that, I apologize in advance. But I have previously worked on a ship that sailed to a bunch of those islands as well. Um, so I was listening to this uh, sitting on the edge of my seat, um, losing my mind. Uh, so exciting. Um the Disney Wonder is the ship that they're taking down there, um, renowned for doing some uh, of its different itineraries. And so it normally spends time in Alaska and in 2023. Yes, um, rather than uh, heading for its usual itineraries um, out of California down the Mexican Riviera, um, it is headed out to Hawaii and then down through the middle of the Pacific. Um, they're going to have ports of call in um uh, I think it's Auckland, New Zealand, uh, Melbourne, Australia, Sydney, Australia, and my home city right near my mum in uh, Brisbane, Australia. And the possibility that I may be able to go and take my mum on a Disney cruise, um, it, it, I'm... I'm, I can't talk on that at the moment. That the that just gets me too emotional right now. So, um, but it is very exciting. Yes. I was going to ask you if you if you think you're you're you'll be able to take your family on one of these cruises um, on the Disney Wonder. Oh, my wife has already started packing her bags for Australia. <laughs> I love it. Well, she's got she's got about a no, year. No, no, like. Well, she's got a year, but no, no, she's already planning. She's already looking at itineraries. She's already doing the math on when the kids would need to be out of school. Um, here's the kicker. I have been married to my wife now for, by that time, it'll be more than eight years. We have dated for 
we started dating 11 or 12 years ago. Um, I have never taken Melanie to Australia. What? <laughs> okay, don't shh, shh. <laughs> Like there's already enough people that say I do terrible things. Yeah, it okay. just, we it's had uh, worked on cruise ships. It is expensive. It's also a long way. And we'd uh, invested a lot of time in uh, when we were friends while we traveled and did all of that. And we felt it had impacted our timeline. Our travels had impacted our timeline enough that we needed to get working on building a family. And so it just never fell into place. Um, so yeah, I've never taken my wife and for that matter, my daughters to Australia. Um, my mother has never actually met two of her grandchildren. So this got announced and now you understand a little bit more of why I got immediately yes. emotional at the possibility of this. So, um, cool. Yes. Before I start crying, cause we've had episodes where I cried before, uh, there was one other important, uh, Disney cruise line announcement that happened. Um, so there is going to be a new Island destination in the Bahamas, which is going to be called lighthouse point. Um, so it sounds like it's going to be very similar to castaway key, uh, where, um, it will be one of the ports of call. Um, they're going to have some shopping, some, um, uh, oh my gosh, dining experiences. Um, it, it just, it seems pretty cool. Um, I haven't got to experience yeah. Castaway Key yet. So I would, um, and I mean, this is like years from being done. Lighthouse Point is going to. Correct. It's still got quite a long time frame. but here's the thing. If we start taking into account that we are about to get uh, our sixth ship, the, tr- uh, the treasure, and one more that we know mm-hmm. is coming. Um, means that we're suddenly going to wind up with a bunch of ships in the Bahamas and the Caribbean. And with that in mind, we then need to start figuring out, well, not every ship can visit Castaway Key. Like it can only take one ship per day. It's not a big enough island. So if you've got two ships and two itineraries that cross over on that moment, Castaway Key already is now at a point where there's a ship there basically every day. We add two more ships into this mix and suddenly we're going to be like, well, we need a place to dock. We need a place to take the guests. Um, So, uh, but it does then form some really cool itineraries where they talk about what they call a double dip, uh, which some of our ships do during the summer where you've got a, uh, say a five day cruise and you stop or a five night cruise and you stop at um, uh, the Bahamas and you go to the actual Bahamas and then you get two visits to Castaway. Uh, included on that itinerary. This now opens up an opportunity where we can do uh, itineraries that get a visit to an official Bahamian island, but then a visit to Castaway and a visit to Lighthouse Point. Um, You've got three different locations and two of them are going to be Disney-themed islands. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Instead of doing a double dip at Castaway Key, doing a double dip at two different private islands that Disney owns. Yeah, that's really cool. So that it gives us some great flexibility with itineraries from, uh, once again, an operations point of view. So that's really exciting as well. Awesome. Okay. Are you ready for some concept slash speculation? Should we give? Now, Josh was really. (laughs) Should we give another disclaimer? (laughs) Yes. Josh was very specific on this. He, um, he talked about a, he actually used a terminology that the uh, Imagineering team used that people familiar with it would uh, would have nodded at immediately. But there were some other people scratching their head. Um, it, it's called blue sky, 
Um, and it means one of the earliest stages of conceptualizing something where a group of people, it's called blue sky because there's no limitations. Um, it, the, because sometimes we uh, have a project that we think is going to look a particular way and then budgets get involved or um, official council uh, laws or uh, even other laws uh, on a national level or international level. Think, um, think Cinderella's Castle. Cinderella's castle could have been this beacon stretching to the sky and it could have gone as high as it wanted, except that in 19, in the early 1970s, uh, in order to, for it to pass FAA regulations, it had to be less than 190 feet tall. If it was more than 190 feet tall, it needed a light on top of it for aircraft to be aware of it. Um, so that's why it's 189 feet tall. Uh, by the time we got to the 1990s, uh, they had changed that law and it had increased by 10 feet, um, which is why our um, Hollywood Tower Hotel is 199 feet tall uh, and doesn't have a light on it. So it does still it stretches 10 feet higher without a light because uh, in the 1990s they had shifted that so that it was a 200 feet law um, pertaining to that. So sometimes there are things that change or impact what something is going to look like or how we're going to do something. But when we're in blue sky, we don't pay attention to any of that. This is this is us as a the Disney company stretching to the heavens and saying take all limitations out of the way, what are we going to do? So. And that, and so he used that terminology, but I, I wanted to articulate what that means because, yeah, like he, he put a lot of provisions on it and said, look, this is really early. Stuff is going to change, but we still want to tell yes. you about it. So, so what did we hear So first about? was concept for Dino Land in Animal Kingdom. So they teased some Zootopia coming, which I think would fit really well in Animal Kingdom. I yeah, love it. I mean, it. like, who, like, why would you not think that that Zootopia would, would not fit well in Animal Kingdom? And... Of course it does. Right, exactly. And honestly, besides um, besides Dinosaur the Ride, Dinoland USA is in need of something. It, it needs something. Oh, well, and particularly given the giant hole in the ground that used to be Primeval exactly. World at the back there, um, we knew that something was happening there. We knew that something was coming. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what takes place yeah. in that land um, and and uh, and they even went a little further with this particular aspect. If you think about some of the other announcements that they talked about, they kind of just mm, – and they showed like one or two pictures. With the Zootopia, they actually went into some detail on what the Imagineers are thinking about and they talked about um, transportation of the animals and how they would – how they could potentially simulate some of that uh, through the space uh, when they do get to a point of reimagining it. So um, they've, they're possibly a little bit further along with this particular yeah. concept than some of the others, but, um, but it was exciting yes. nonetheless. Um, and then they also teased the, the option of Moana coming in. Um, so the concept art that they showed, um, it showed Moana's boat um, and then it showed, it showed Zootopia like in the background. I'm sorry, I'm gesturing. No one can see this. <laughs> uh, uh, You're good. You're good. It's got me. I'm, uh, I'm involved. It showed um. <laughs> um, like the Zootopia skyline in the background, but then like across from Moana's ship, there was like, 
Um, and so it kind of, um, if I were to compare it to something from the concept art, it kind of looks like Swiss Family Treehouse. Um, so maybe, um, you know, I know the the Swiss Family Treehouse is like not a very popular attraction. Um, we don't go to it very often, but we have a trip uh, planned in the end of January, beginning of February, and we're talking about it with Sophia and she, she really wants to go to it. And so, hey. It's fun. Like, even if you don't completely know the storyline, it's still a fun little place to explore in much the same way of Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah. Yes. You, the the next generation don't necessarily need to know the storyline ins and outs or be passionately connected to Huckleberry Finn painting a, 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 why the wall why the fence is half painted white um but it's fun yeah so um, so once again there is no details this is all concept concept is just out there for imagination so um yes, things can change i i was thinking about this last night as i was thinking about it too so i'm just i'm just gonna throw that out there for when we talk about the next set too think about the concept for the ice queen which became frozen it started in right. the 19 what 40s 50s 30s even it's a very old tale I mean, from that uh i remember having a book on a cassette Oh wow! I just aged myself. <laughs> okay, I have um, to the, so. like, Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but um, cassette tape that, um, and it might have even been for my like my little brother or something. But um, it would tell you when to turn the page, yes. and there was the story of the Ice Queen. Um, and then it wasn't until I was like halfway through the movie of Frozen, I went, "Oh, there's some yeah. parts to this where you can definitely see where they got." this storyline from yeah um but yes it shaped it changed it shifted um and it developed a lot over time so so just just remember as we're talking about these concepts it could change it could not happen it could there are many possibilities of what could happen so let's move on to the magic kingdom they talked about yes um (laughs) you know looking at the spires of big thunder mountain and and what could what could what would be behind big thunder mountain if you if you were to climb up and over um and so they teased um a cocoa concept with Santa Cecilia and a ride um, where you could climb aboard an Alabrije and and uh, and ride through the land of uh, land of the dead. They also talked about um, Encanto, which I think, even though they are both in different countries, I think you could definitely seamlessly transition from from Santa Cecilia to the Encanto. Um, well, and they both have a magical element to yeah. them where like you uh, sorry say that word again the alabrije yes is that yes cool um i have seen coco i'm not it, it's n- not something that i've i've watched it a few times but um top, i'm not as top five pixar family. really oh my there gosh you go. so good. amazing um so um but yes they're the they're the painted animals that uh exist in the the world of uh the land of the dead is that correct yes Okay, so that's really cool. Like we could even get something almost um, – hold on while I use my words um, – Avatar Flight of Passage-like, um, allowing you to feel like you fly on one of them or take a journey with the Alabrije. But then, yeah, there's this magical element to the story of Coco and there is definitely – and and – Spanish Hispanic influences mm-hmm. on that storyline, obviously from Mexico. Um, and then a lot of that, uh, similar culture 
cultural element um, got a little bit of a uh, foreshadowing as well in Encanto. So I can definitely see be there with you on how they could link them. Yes. Um, and, you know, they also then teased about how uh, we love to hate or love to love the the villains and showed um, a picture of Maleficent and a potential um, Maleficent castle in the background of um, be, behind Santa Cecilia and the Encanto. So, you know, everybody has always talked about having a villain's land and to actually, or having a villain's park and to actually have something where we can see that it's not just the fans imagining it, it's the Imagineers, it's, um, it's Jennifer Lee was also there, who, if you don't know, is the head of um, Disney and Walt Disney Animation Studios, correct? Um, yes. At, at this point. And so, you know, it's you have all these different um, people who actually have influence in the park. Like, yeah, fans have influence. We talked about it earlier with we're, we're pretty sure that's why Happily Ever After is coming back. Um, but in the long run, we still don't make the decisions. It's it's up to the Imagineers and seeing how they can build build these things. Once again, speculation, concept. All right. Not ha- so. Go ahead. So, with this in mind, I would like to go back to a conversation that I had within an episode um, a couple of months ago, and I said that the finishing of Epcot was the end of a eight, nine, nearly 10 year cycle. Because about 10 years ago, we got announcements that at a D23, that they were going to start tearing to pieces Fantasyland and it was going to get its biggest overhaul ever, which is huge. Okay. So they then shut everything down and they started taking pieces out and moving Winnie the Pooh. And then we got Dumbo got reimagined. And then this giant hole in the ground that had been back there for ages finally came to a uh, little mermaid attraction, be our guest restaurant. And of course, seven dwarves mine train uh, in close proximity. Um, so, so then while that was, the construction was taking form and we were going through openings and everybody's attention was looking over at Magic Kingdom. They started tearing to pieces a Mickey and Minnie meet and greet area uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. And they shut down um, a, a the Festival of the Lion King and said they were building a new um, a new um, venue for that particular show. And everybody was like, oh, that's really cool. And while nobody was looking, they started work on Pandora. And so we shifted our attention from uh, once everything for New Fantasyland was done, we shifted our attention across and they kind of went, okay, we're not going to touch Magic Kingdom for a while. Okay. Let's let it sit and let it, let it, let's allow it to be single for a while. Okay. Um, and so then we would jumped across to animal kingdom and we got Pandora and we got, um, this beautiful growth happening there with, um, taking us on a new adventure. And then while they were hyping 
what was going to happen for Pandora. They then took the back lot area of studios and they gutted the streets of America and they took out a car stunt show, um, Lights, Motors, Action, that was in the back there. And then suddenly, while we were distracted with Pandora, we suddenly had Toy Story Land and the origins of Galaxy's Edge coming uh, over there. And so Animal Kingdom had now had its moment. And now we were drawn across to uh, studios. And then once again, while everybody was looking at the glitz and the glamour happening with um, with studios, um, we got um, some things happening over at Epcot. And admittedly, COVID got in the way and changed how this was all going to happen. But we got Ratatouille, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and this new uh, entrance area. I can't remember what it's called. Um Journey of the World. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. But yes, something like that. I apologize. My wife is screaming at me probably in another room because she works there. And um, anyway, um, but yeah, we've got like this um, this redesign of uh, that entrance area after you pass Spaceship Earth um, uh, coming into fruition. And we're starting to see construction really kicking along there. So we're excited to see how that will open hopefully soon. And we know we don't really have a timeline on it, which is disappointing. But um, but we then like Epcot got this overhaul. And so in the last near decade, we've seen each of our four theme parks get visited um, with some new additions and some focus on it and um, giving it a, a spruce up and an overhaul. And so we've come full circle. And now we start, like, think of it from a Marvel Universe point of view of the phases. Like, we've been through a journey um, with where all four theme parks passed through this phase of, of their of their development. Um, and now, once again, Walt Disney Imagineering is going, all right, we've, aside from Tron, which is kind of the first step uh, on this new phase for Magic Kingdom, we're, we're now starting to talk about what's next for Magic Kingdom Park. And so we knew that Tiana, uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, um, can we just discuss the fact that the three letters that that could be referred to is TBA, which cra cracks me up. Um, so um, anyway, so... So uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to be happening there um, eventually. Um, and there, there was a little bit of a talk about that and an amazing performance from Anika Noni Rose uh, at the D23 Expo, um, which means will probably ultimately lead to a little bit of some changes also happening through Frontierland uh, to theme it in that direction. And then it's going to impact how... Um, uh, Big Thunder Mountain ties into that whole area. But then this is them saying, okay, as we said, concept, blue sky, in the future, things are going to change. But this is what's coming. This is the big thing. Everybody was like, oh, Disneyland gets all the cool stuff. <laughs> but like this is them saying we're getting like this huge new land and the, of possibility happening out the back there. I know for a fact there is so much space back there. Um, we've got giant areas where they're going to, um, which they currently use for to almost build a bridge between the fireworks launch areas that are about a quarter of a mile out the back, and and we've got all of this like 
I refer to it as bush, but it's like scrub area and trees and um, you can kind of see it if you take the um, the boat all the way around, uh, the Liberty Bell, or more importantly, if you take the train. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the train coming back and then we were like, oh, well, when is this going to happen and what's the timeline on this? And the bigger question becomes, while we've all been worried about Tron affecting the train, has the train moved? Oh. Now, I don't know, but that was the first thing that came to my head. So I'm not saying that, that once again, my disclaimer from the beginning, I don't know anything. I, this is an opinion. This is a thought that my head jumped to is if we moved that train out over the last 18, it's been longer than that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's been nearly three years since they shut that down. If we had not only affected the train track because of Tron, but if we had potentially affected the train track in other areas at the same time, we could have significantly potentially expanded the amount of potential land in the back that can then be utilised as the perimeter of the Magic Kingdom, giving way for space for Villain's Land. Yes. See, so that was... I, I, once again... <laughs> I don't want to say that this is happening. I don't officially know anything, but this is what my head jumped to. So I did have that thought yesterday too. I was like, but I mean, so the part of the train does kind of go backstage. It's like briefly, um, but, and the only reason I know that is because of the keys to the kingdom tour, but that was something that I did think about. I was like, but where, cause I was like, there's stuff behind there's stuff, there's stuff behind Big Thunder Mountain um, besides the train. I was like, I, I feel like there's a cast member parking lot or something. So like, they're going to have to like finagle things if they're doing this. Um, but I, once again, so there's, nothing, there's a lot of space, but, right? But, but there is a lot of space between, um, to, to get back to that parking lot, that get, cast member parking lot is actually well out behind the, um, the fireworks launch area. Okay. Okay. That so the, fu- the, the cast parking lot is actually probably maybe not half a mile, but somewhere in that direction, yeah. uh, behind. So it's, it's quite a distance. Well, and then something else, um, my husband brought up when we were talking about it was that were they, were they doing this concept art? Are things going to have to change because there was the, the talk about the Reedy Creek development or the Reedy Creek, like not be improvement district yes. yep like having to um and I, and here's the thing this is why this is why Josh was so standoffish on this he was he there there are so many things that will change that could impact it it, it is still very much in blue sky this is literally a drawing of something in the distance yeah. is what we got here okay like this wasn't a whole lot of information. This wasn't like when we talk about um, Zootopia, they went into detail. This in particular is what he was referring to when he was talking about uh, blue sky concepts and that things will change. Like this is, this is a whole lot of in the future, but it's such a good tease. Yeah. It, 
Very. It's an amazing tease. The, there's there's so much possibility. And the pictures were beautiful. Like stunning. When, when I say Coco is one of my favorite Disney movies, like I'm not like I just I could just I just close my eyes and I imagine myself walking through Santa Cecilia, hearing the music in the background, not necessarily Ernesto de la Cruz's music, but the the score, the instrumental music. Um just I feel like it's some ways that I could relax. And then the ride, I would love to be able to, to climb aboard Pepe and, or, um, oh my gosh. I think, I think, uh, I think, um, Abuela, oh my gosh, not kidding. Yeah. That tiger thing. Imelda. Yes. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure her, her, Alabrija's name was Pepe. Um, something similar to that. I think you're right. Yes. Um, but I, Oh my gosh, I would just love it. And then Sophia was obsessed with Encanto. I mean, I was a little bit obsessed with it too. Um, it, amazing. Like, and I mean, I like the villains too. Um, what I would really love to see though, Blue Sky Dreaming on my end, I would love for this to be more of a fifth gate than an expansion of Magic Kingdom. <sighs> I think this is... I think this is their, um, this is their, hey, we are doing something with regard to this, but you're not getting a fifth gate yeah. of a villain's part. <laughs> um, this is, this is them meeting halfway yeah. and saying, yeah, they watch the blogs. They know oh, what yeah. people are talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and I didn't expect a fifth gate announcement at this D23. Oh, no, me neither. Um, if you, there was, I think we did a Patreon episode about it at some point. And my, uh, my point of view on that was that they were going to wait for the 50th anniversary to be complete, to be out of the way for it not to overshadow or impact uh, the celebration that is currently taking place. Um, and then... We also know uh, because the new logo that got released uh, this weekend as well that as we head into the 100 years of Disney, um, there's uh, going to be all sorts of excitement attached to that. But um, here's my question. Were you satisfied with the D23 Parks Experiences panel? Can I be honest? <laughs> yes. I was not and the only okay. the only reason is because with the blue sky dreaming i didn't feel like it was concrete information and and i understand they can't give us that now that you say they they're waiting for the 50th anniversary or you think that they're waiting for the 50th anniversary to be over that makes more sense which then kind of changes my mind but the my immediate reaction after the panel was I feel like they didn't tell us anything at Disney concrete that we didn't already know that was coming. We know Tron's coming. It's there. We know Tiana's Bayou Adventure is coming. It, it's, they, they've made announcements recently about it. Um, we knew Journey of Water was gonna, is going to be done eventually. Um, everything else was just more concepts. And I didn't like that. <laughs> So, and so, which is why I wanted the opportunity to be on this, to be able to talk about that, that 10 year, um, rotation of parks yeah. and how, and how this is 
them now taking the first step. Epcot isn't even finished. Correct. Epcot is, and this is them taking that first step where they start talking about what's next. Mm-hmm. So it is on the horizon. Yeah. Two years from now, we're going to like have another. Uh, it's usually not. A, I think it's usually more than a year between our D twenty three presentations, isn't it? It's so Is, there's there's usually one in. It's either Japan or China. I'm pretty sure it's Japan, oh, but yeah. it's like smaller. It's usually more about the right. movies. Um, and so then okay. it will be August of 2025. August September of 20. No, sorry, 2024. I can't do math. 2024. So yeah, two years from now. That's okay. Yeah. Can't carry the one. It's fine. (laughs) Um, uh, um, Two years from now, we're going to have another of these. And think about how much has changed in the last two years, particularly within the Disney company. Two years ago, we were clawing our way back from COVID and there were still thousands of people in Florida that were laid off. And we had no idea when we were getting Two years ago, we didn't even know if Ratatouille, when Ratatouille was going to happen. Very true. And in the last two years, we've had reopenings of everything, Ratatouille, Cosmic Rewind, Epcot going from strength to strength and um, more construction over there. Like we're, 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 we're hitting our stride again. So now that we're back in our stride, two years from now, by the time we get to the next one, like this is them teasing and yeah. this is them setting us up that the next time the – what's his title? President of Parks and Resorts? Yes, President of Parks, Parks and, yeah. Resorts and Experiences. I, I should probably know that. Um, <laughs> um, but the next time the president of um, Parks, Resorts and Experiences steps onto a stage um, to tell us what is happening in that field, we already now have this little, oh, oh, what's – What's uh, Mm -hmm. he's going to talk about this? Yeah, that's what he's going to talk about, and it's not going to be a complete surprise. I I, I'm going to compare it to the D23 when they announced Galaxy's Edge, uh, the the initial announcement of Galaxy's Edge. There was a lot that came out of that D23, um, from what I remember. what I remember feeling, I don't remember all the announcements, but I remember there was so much buzz. A lot of it had to do with galaxy's edge, but there was a lot more that was announced as well. So, yeah. So, and we probably, yes, didn't have as much announced at this one as, um, as some in the past, but we also have to take into account the, the, the climate and the post COVIDness and the business lines getting back on track and budgets that are still feeling impacts and also, um, uh, labor issues and things like that, that continue across the country and particularly here. So, which then brings us to other reasons why Tron may be behind schedule and not happening as early as we thought, or, um, there's, there's so many potential things that could impact it. So, um, I personally was really excited. I personally, because, and I'm really glad that you brought it up because I remember that moment of them announcing Galaxy's Edge and the buzz that came with it. And as things started to move following it and you started to hear this and that and bits and pieces that were um, that were exciting tidbits of news that then started to fill in some of those gaps. Um, and then there was a similar trepidation that came with it. Whenever I talk about uh, Galaxy's Edge, I talk about that Star Wars fans immediately erupted and then went, oh, if you mess this up, we will riot. 
And I think we're now on social media a few days later, people have taken a breath following that initial announcement and that initial excitement of, oh my goodness. And they're like, they better do this right. Mm -hmm. But all I'm going to say is Pandora, Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge. If we have learned anything in the last decade within the Disney company, it is how to create an immersive experience and deliver it to you in a way that is engaging, that brings you into the storyline and transports you to a different place. So take that, those lessons that we have learned, take these, these teased concept blue sky ideas that we have heard and bury them all in your soul and hold your breath because it's going to be exciting. Yeah. See, your excitement is making me excited. And like I said, after talking to you, after hearing, you know, the kind of the why behind and having a quote unquote insider's point of view, once again, he knows nothing. (laughs) Uh, I know nothing. I know only what you know that you heard uh, at the D23 Expo. It it does make me more excited. So yeah, what a... What a chat. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how long are these epi- how long are these episodes usually for you? Uh, between forty minutes and an hour. <laughs> okay, so we've done about an hour and twenty minutes yeah, right now. Yeah. So we should probably wrap things yes. up. Um, thank you for listening, you guys. You. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you for inviting me and like always having this open. Uh, As I said, it's not something I'm always jumping towards because I'd hate for somebody to misconstrue something that I say, but I really wanted to um, talk D23 because it's an exciting time for the Disney company. Um, it's an exciting time as a guest. It's an exciting time as a cast member. Um, and, And sometimes we hear things and we just need to figure out how it's going to fit into the, the greater scheme. And, um, and then I also come equipped with some, sometimes the ability to look at something from a different point of view and go, Hmm, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining uh, me tonight. I I'm so glad that I had your point of view on this. Um, I, I, you know, I was a little sad that none of the other DDP uh, hosts could join us, but I think we had a really good conversation. Uh, so it would have been a really even longer episode if Justin and I both got into. <laughs> so I think it was probably a good thing. It was just you and I talking yes. this through. Um, I will be back um, hopefully next month with a, uh, with some more Disney news. Uh, I do have my trip uh, at the beginning of October. So um, probably mid October uh, that we'll, we'll get to, um, I'll get together with some news with one of the other hosts. Um, Dave, thanks again. And I hope everybody. It is my pleasure. <laughs> I hope everybody ha- uh, has enjoyed our recap of D23. Uh, and if you have any news or something that we missed that you want to discuss about, feel free to post it to the Facebook page, DDP Today uh, Family. Uh, search for us. Um, also, I wanted to put, put a plug in real quick. Um, the DDP Sorcerer's Running page is raising money for Give Kids the World. We, um, they initially, not, not we, I'm not part of the running group, um, but they initially had a goal of $5,000. Um, and I, I don't know if it was announced. I do. Uh, oh, I, I, yes, we know. So yeah. I'll announce it. Um, we've already broken our first uh, goal, which was that 5,000, which means uh, in a very short space of time within um, a almost a, it was nine a restricted days. element. Wow. 
wow. We have uh, raised the money to send um, a child battling uh, illness uh, on a trip through Give Kids the World uh, to Walt Disney World. And we have already now set our sights on the next goal, which is to double that. Um, we are now already taking leaps and strides, uh, if you pardon the uh, running <laughs> reference, uh, towards uh, $10,000 uh, so that we can help a second child. Um, this is a huge achievement and just a mammoth effort. And it speaks to the heart and soul of DDP today, uh, the people that are involved, the people that uh, contribute, that are passionate, and the people that want to be part of this family. So if you uh, are not yet part of the family, please come across and join us on the Facebook group. Um, if you have anything to contribute um, and that you're able to, um, you can use uh, the link available within that Facebook group, or you can email uh, us, uh, DDP Today news. at news, yes, um, at Gmail, I think that is. Um, and we can get a link to you um, because uh, it's an amazing cause uh, for Give Kids the World that do an incredible job. Um, and it is wonderful to be part of a group of people that give so selflessly um, and uh, contribute to the magic that is Walt Disney World. I thank you. Thank you for helping me explain what Give Kids the World and, and the goal that uh, Justin and the Sorcerer Running Group um, put towards. So um, definitely check out check out the Facebook page. Um, appreciate you guys listening to us ramble on about the exciting uh, news coming out of the Disney parks. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Cheers. Production.